When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro, and glad you're back with me again this week. And uh, I think we got a pretty good one for you today. Uh, I want to talk about winter preparations for the homestead. And it may seem like it's a little early uh, in some places for that, and it may be in some places. And and then uh, for our friends uh, way north, uh, I'm sure it might be a little late for that. Uh, but uh, here in the Midwest, we have to start thinking about that about now. We got a few weeks before it starts really getting cold out. And you want to get those things done before it gets too cold. So uh, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, you might want to check around your homestead before the really cold weather starts. But before we get into that, I'll just give you a few updates on what's been going on around here. Um, <laughs> it's been really busy. I've uh, been trying to squeeze in some hunting uh, whenever I've had a chance, and uh, I haven't had too many chances. I've only been out, I think, three times and haven't seen anything yet, so hopefully I'll get to get out quite a bit more before uh, uh, gun season starts around here with the bow and um, maybe uh, maybe get one. And, uh, well, you know, who knows? We'll see. It's... Uh, I think one of the keys is just to spend lots of time in the woods, and I just haven't had that opportunity here lately. But I have been getting quite a few things done on the homestead. Matter of fact, just today I've been uh, working around here trying to do some winterizing, worked on the vehicles a little bit. I'll talk about that a little bit later, and uh, doing a few things. So um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Uh, yesterday, uh, my daughter uh, had a party uh, for a uh, gender reveal party. Um, just to let everybody know what the, uh, yeah, apparently that's a thing now. They have gender reveal parties, you know. But anyway, uh, just to let everybody know what she'd be having in February. So it sounds like I'm going to be the grandpa of a bouncing baby boy here in just a four short months, four and a half months, something like that. Real excited about that. As a guy who raised three daughters, I mean, it's going to be a little bit strange having a little baby boy around, but uh, I, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm eager to uh, pass on the the homesteading skills, uh, whatever I've acquired to a, to a young man. Um, but it does make me think about, you know, uh, just knowing we have a grandchild coming. It, it just makes me think about the future, uh, future of our country, future of our world. And it makes me really, really want to make the world a better place. Every time I, I think about a, another young life coming into this world, I just think about what can I do? What can I do? To make the world a better place today, and I think one of the things I can I can do, uh, and you can do as well, is to develop homesteading skills, grow your own food, uh, continue on 
the things of the past that were worth keeping and combining that with modern technology as well i'm a modern homesteader uh, we love a pressure canner we love uh you know we love all the things that make homesteading easier but at the same time we don't want to forget about those old skills and yeah i think that does make the world a better place in so many ways it's better for our health it's better for our environment it's just better for the world in general in so many ways i think i've done an episode just a few episodes back on that uh, why i think you should start homesteading now and, uh, you know, I, I just really believe it, it's something that's going to make the world better for the future generations. Okay, all that aside, let's just jump into the main topic of today's show, winter preparations on the homestead. Uh, now, depending on where you live, uh, you know, this is going to be different maybe for you. Um, here, we have to do quite a bit of things to uh, get get things ready on the homestead and one of the first things that you need to do what i was doing today was working on the vehicles making sure they're up to snuff um, because it doesn't take too cold a weather to start affecting things on your vehicle so one of the first things you have to do is check your coolant your antifreeze um, and you'll need an antifreeze coolant tester for that and it'll show the temperature range that you'll want to keep how much antifreeze you want to keep in your uh, radiator and uh, sometimes throughout the year, you might add water if it gets a little low and you want to think about it and, you know, you forget that you did that. So you always want to make sure you check that before uh, temperatures start dropping because it can cr- crack your engine block. So uh, definitely check your antifreeze. Um, also, you want to uh, check and, or, and replace older batteries. You can check them with a, uh, a car battery tester. You probably know, though. I mean, if you can set for very long or, or you're maybe you leave a radio on for just a short time or leave a dome light on does the battery go dead pretty quick i mean if you, you can usually tell if you've got a battery starting to go bad uh, and if it is you want to replace it before winter because the cold will just drain it. it it will not it won't have the cold cranking amps to get your car started when the when the temperatures are really frigid outside so you want to replace those older um, batteries that need replaced you also want to um, keep the gas tanks near full uh, to avoid freezing water in your fuel lines. You know, and this can vary depending on where you get your gas, of course. You know, some places maybe has a little bit more. Sometimes seems like to me that some stations you might have a bigger problem with that than others. Uh, I won't name any in particular, but I've had experiences where I'm pretty sure that the gas at some had a lot more moisture in it than the gas in others. So you want But if you keep your... Uh, fuel tank's full uh it, there's less chance of that happening and you of course you want to check your tires and your spare tire don't forget about your spare tire you want to check your tires for the proper inflation just get you a tire gauge and make sure they're all up to snuff you also want to make sure you have some emergency items in your vehicle uh, around here i like to throw a, a, a bag of sand or some road salt or you can even use some like non-clumping cat litter uh, you can put this in your trunk or your back of your truck for weight and to help with traction and you can also put it under your tires when you need a little extra traction so it's just nice to have on you uh, in your uh, vehicle uh, before winter you want to make sure you got your ice scraper or a snow brush and a snow brush out in your car Um, you want to carry some heavy duty jumper cables with you because you may not need it but very well may need to help someone else out with that Carry you and one of them uh, auto emergency snow shovels. It's a smaller or a fold-up snow shovel uh, that you can fit in your trunk real easy. And those are real nice to have in case you have to dig yourself out. You might want to carry some flares or a road safety triangle kit. If you break down, those are nice to set out, keep your car from getting hit. You want a blanket in your vehicle. 
carry a blanket, have a blanket in your vehicle at all times through the winter time. If you do break down and it takes a couple hours for somebody to get to you, and you might think, well, I'm not more than a half an hour away from town. Yeah, but if it's really bad out, it may take somebody a while to get to you. So keep that in mind and have a blanket uh, with you. And carry a good flashlight. And I'm talking like a Maglite. Uh, Maglite makes this LED 3-cell. Uh, it, it takes the 3-D-cell batteries. Uh, I'm telling you, I have had such a struggle with flashlights over the years. And the only flashlight I've had that's held up has been a Maglite. I don't know why these other flashlights, uh, it's like you flip the, click the button. There's some like imitation mag lights out there and the switches go bad on them. The, I don't know. It's like you'll smack them and they'll come on and then they finally just end up going bad. Like if it's the connections in them or what, but mag lights, the only one I've found that really is dependable. So have you a good mag light and they do cost a little bit more, but they're a lot better than the, the cheaper versions of those. So get you a good flashlight to keep in your vehicle. And, uh, you know what, carry a gallon jug of drinking water in your car. Uh, you may not want to fill it all the way up because it's probably going to freeze. So, you you know, the, the two-liter bottles are a little bit heavier plastic. Uh, like if you drink, like, some soda or something out of a two-liter bottle, that's a heavier, thicker plastic. Or if you can get another kind of a jug with a thicker plastic, uh, keep them just a, maybe three inches down from the top. That way they've got some room for expansion when the water freezes and they'll hold up a little bit better. So carry you some drinking water in your vehicle. And I like to throw a first aid kit uh, in my uh, vehicle. Now I, I have a what's called a bug out bag technically. I carry a backpack with a lot of stuff in it. And uh, I keep a first aid kit in that. And I carry that year round. But uh, having a first aid kit in your vehicle is a good idea. Um, I think that's about it with the vehicle. You might be able to think of a few other things with your vehicle, but those are some good things. Just make sure everything's working. Make sure your defroster's working good. Make sure everything's working right before winter gets here. Nothing's fun to work on in the winter. That's been my experience, you know, and that's when things break down. And, uh, you know, you're out there and your fingers go numb and they just, you know, it's not, a, it's not as fun to work on in the wintertime. So if you can do these things when it's a little bit nicer like it is right now, you're going to be all the better for it. So, uh, yeah, that's... I think those are some things to check out on your car. Uh, prepare your equipment uh, for storage. You're, you're going to be putting up lawnmowers and and uh, weed eaters and and you know whatever little gas powered engines. You're maybe uh, maybe your generator. Well, you're probably going to have your generator ready for use. You're probably going to have a chainsaw ready for use in the winter time. But some of these uh, things you're going to be storing away. Um, and if that's the case, you want to put some fuel stabilizer in them and have them ready for. Uh, for storage so make sure those things are ready and put away your chicken coops and your pins and things like that you want to check them uh, for uh, drafts and you can repair them if you need to if there's some openings like some gaps in the boards and the wood and there's a lot of breeze blowing through there you want to plug that up block that up so it doesn't uh, freeze your animals drafts are are very bad uh, it's good to have ventilation but not drafts so know the difference and seal up those uh, drafts and if it's extreme winter, if you live in a place where you have extreme winters, you may need to install a heat source like a heat lamp in your pen or coop. But be very careful with that. It's very dangerous. You can burn. There's a lot of coop fires that happen because of heat lamps. So just do your homework on that. Find something that works really well uh, and do a really good job putting it in there so it, do, it can't get knocked over or brushed up against or straw gets flipped up on it or anything like that. You definitely want to guard it uh, to where you don't have that problem. So uh, that's something to think about, though. You just want to be safe and not have a fire risk. 
You also need to keep your animals' water from freezing. You can do this with like heated water bottles, depending on what kind of animals you have, like rabbits. Uh, heated full, uh, heated poultry fountains for your birds, or a bucket or trough water heater for your larger livestock. These are real handy, and uh, nobody likes to go down there and keep busting water. Uh, that's iced over busting it loose so the animals can drink so just get you the proper equipment there before winter gets here and you won't have to worry about it you want to get those garden beds ready i like to prepare my garden beds for winter by covering the soil with three or four inches of a mixture i was using straw uh now i'm pretty much just le- using mulch like a leaf mulch and all the matter of fact that's what i was out there doing even earlier today too i had my i just bought one of them uh sun joe tripper uh chipper shredders it's an electric one i don't really have enough around here where i, I felt like i could justify a more expensive gas unit uh chipper shredder so i bought one of the electric ones and they're pretty affordable i paid about a 100 bucks for this thing and it seems to be doing a great job it uh I've been taking all the garden plants uh, and just feeding through it and mulching them up, all the stuff that's drying up and dying. I've just been feeding it through there. I went around and um, uh, pruned uh, the trees and some of the bushes and fed that stuff through there. And I got a pretty nice pile of mulch just today. And I'll put, I'll mix that in um, with some compost and I'll put that over the top of my garden beds and just kind of prepare everything over the winter. So you'll want to get that ready. So that works out real good if you got you a, a chipper shredder and you shred up all that old stuff i don't like to let any uh, material leave my homestead i really don't if there's leaves uh, grass clippings uh, chop up whatever compost it mulch it whatever and keep it on the property there's so many uses for these things that i mean i have to bring in more one day i'm hoping i won't even have to bring in anymore i'll just have so much growing around here that i'll just have plenty to just keep it right here on my homestead but uh, yeah you know chop that stuff up and get it ready for um, for your garden beds you're also you're also going to want to take care of those fountains and ponds if you have any decorative things like that. I have a decorative pond. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about doing a whole episode on just little decorative ponds, landscape ponds, uh, because I this thing is so useful. I mean, it just has so many uses. I won't even get into them all right now, um, but it's not just for for decoration and, and landscaping. It is a beautiful little pond that I put in. It's really nice, but uh, I want to tell you some of the things we're doing with this pond and utilizing it on the homesteads but if you have homestead uh garden ponds small ponds uh, fountains i have a lot of bird fountains around here and stuff like that you want to take care of those um you're going to need to prep those for for the cold weather you want to want to um clean them drain them clean them get them ready uh for for the, the winter months if you have a pond i like to clean mine out before winter but i keep mine uh, i actually keep mine full of water and you can drain them and 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 do something with your fish i got some uh i've got lots of fish in there and i don't drain mine i have enough water flow that it actually keeps the uh, the top of the uh, pond uh not completely ice free but there's a good section of it that's that's ice free through the winter time just because of the moving water um so but you can also install um pond de-icer now i don't use that it's a chemical that you can actually put in there but you can install heaters that, that keep your pond stalled out if you need to if you don't have enough moving water in there uh, but yeah you're going to want to take care of those things because they will bust on you you're going to want to winterize your hoses and spigots um, make sure you drain all your hoses all your irrigation systems to your to your garden beds to keep them from busting uh, you might want to wrap your spigots that come out of the side of your house or barn or wherever you got water maybe you just got one coming up out of the ground you might want to uh, wrap those with a pipe heating cable or heating tape 
uh, to keep them from freezing if you don't have a shutoff inside the house to them. Like our, we actually have a shutoff right inside of our basement to ours that we can, um, that way the water doesn't freeze. Uh, but you might want to wrap those with a heat tape or heat cable uh, to keep them from freezing. You're going to want to prepare your furnaces and your heaters for wintertime. Make sure your furnace is ready by checking to make sure it's working properly. Kick that thing on. Let it run. It's hot, but kick it on for a few minutes. Uh, make sure it's working good. You don't want to wait until you need to, you need it to find out that something's wrong with it. You're also going to want to probably change your furnace filter. If you burn wood, you will need to sweep your chimney to get rid of that, you know, last year's buildup uh, before you fire it up this winter. Uh, you know that that's a fire hazard you want to prevent that by keeping your chimney clean i gotta i don't have a wood stove in my house but i have one in my garage so i matter of fact i need to get up there and do that uh, and sweep out that chimney get that creosote out of there that build up in there out and uh, make sure it's safe if you have any secondary heat sources also like uh, electric or kerosene heaters you're going to want to check those out as well you know and, and just do any net maintenance that are that are ne that's necessary on those sometimes your kerosene heaters need new wicks or whatever so you want to make sure that's all up to par we like to keep uh, some oil lamps all over our house uh, just in case we keep them full and if the power goes out we have our oil lamps um, full of uh, oil and ready to go the wicks look good in them trimmed looking good and uh, we got those ready at all times in case the power goes out so you're going to want to do that if you need to those are just a few things um, that you can do to kind of get things ready uh, for the winter. Now, there's probably a bunch more things on this list. Um, go ahead and jump into the comments at the show notes and uh, tell us what things you need to do around your homestead to prepare for winter. Maybe you live in a place where you don't really have to do anything. Maybe you live in the southern part of the United States or you live in another country where winter is just not a big deal. Maybe you live up in Canada or in a, a part of the, the world that, that the winters are just brutal. What kind of things do you have to do uh, to prep for winter? We'd like to hear about it. You can, Like I said, you can leave a comment in the show notes or you can join our Facebook group, The Homestead Front Porch. We would love to have you there. It's our... Uh, uh, our group for this podcast uh, there's well over 700 people in that group now and uh, we have some great conversations in there about all things homesteading really uh, and just you know what we just have fun in there sometimes sometimes we just talk about personal things and it's just good to have those relationships with other homesteaders so we would love to have you come on over and join us at the homestead front porch you can just search for it on facebook and uh, you, you'll find it, Homestead Front Porch. It's a closed group, but all you have to do to join is ask. Or you can just go to the website, smalltownhomestead.com, and even right there on the homepage, if you just scroll to the bottom, there is a link to the uh, Facebook group. Um, hey, you know something I never really mentioned, but I've been uh, working on that a lot more lately, is our newsletter. I usually don't send it out every week. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I send it out every other week. But I send out a, a pretty regular newsletter, and it's just all the updates uh, at the website, new blog posts, new podcasts, um, other information. Sometimes there's special offers that I want to tell you about. Like, for instance, here at the end of this month, October 31st, the Mother Earth News Online Summit is going to be going on. And you can get all the information uh, you need by going to uh, smalltownhomestead.com backslash homesteading summit that's one word homesteading summit uh, and that'll take you to their sign up page so you do have to sign up ahead of time and that's seven days of free presentations from some just 
great people. Joel Salatin is going to be doing some pres- doing a presentation there. Justin Rhodes, uh, David the Good, who you've heard on this podcast before, is on there. Uh, just a just a bunch of great uh, presenters uh, talking about all things homesteading. So you're going to want to check that out. It's going to be going on for seven full days at the end of this month, uh, starting at the end of this month, and um, you want to catch all you can. And there'll be opportunities to. Uh, see them again later but sign up for that go ahead and get your free tickets and then the ones you can get a chance to sit down and watch smalltownhomestead.com backslash homesteading summit also if you have an opportunity we would love to have you go onto itunes and leave us a rating and review if you will go to the show notes for this episode really most of the episodes I, i put this at the bottom there is a link there that tells you how to leave us an itunes review love to have you do that yeah we really appreciate it um, I don't know that it necessarily helps with your ratings in iTunes, but what I find is people are way more apt to start listening to a podcast that has a lot of reviews. So the more reviews we get, I think it just gives us this uh, social proof, uh, lets them know that, hey, we're a decent podcast worth listening to. And, um, you know, we want to spread the love of homesteading. Hey, I got a, I got a grandson coming here. We got to make the world a better place. We got to get we got to get people. Uh, okay, we got to give them the homesteading bug. Uh, and share share all this wonderful information. So help them find the podcast, would you? Go leave us an iTunes review. And we just we always enjoy it too to know that that folks appreciate what we're doing here. So if you would do that, and remember, folks, just every day, every day, do something that will inch you closer to a better tomorrow. Something that'll inch you closer to being more self sufficient. I just think that 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 should be our goal as homesteaders. Hey, I know this has been a shorter episode this week. It's been a really busy week. I haven't really have a lot of time to put something together for you. But I didn't want to just leave you with nothing as well. So I hope you can find some value in this. I hope it'll get you thinking about the winter preparations on your homestead. And uh, you know what? We need to enjoy all the seasons, not just uh, not just the spring and fall. We need to enjoy all of our seasons as homesteaders. And, uh, you know, winter's a great one, too. There's a lot we can do. We can relax in some ways and some things get harder. Some things get easier in the wintertime, you know. I find myself just chilling out in front of the wood stove in the garage sometimes in the in the wintertime and just having a good time, you know. But, uh, yeah, a lot of our work may come indoors, but we can still do a lot of homesteading activities in the wintertime. So uh, start prepping for it now, folks. It makes makes winter a whole lot easier. Hey, until next week, y'all have a great one, and uh, happy homesteading, and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.